Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. (laughs) We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 67, and today we're talking about supporting the typical siblings in our special needs families. I have a big sister with Down syndrome, so I grew up as a special needs sibling, and I'm raising a special needs sibling. My older son, David, turned 16 this year. I try to be sensitive to the unique role he has because I had a similar role when I was his age. In this episode, I thought we'd talk through a section from my book, uh, which is called Unexpected Blessings, and in it I listed seven phrases every special needs sibling needs to hear. I actually wrote the list like over five years ago uh, when David was 10. (laughs) So we even recorded a video of the two of us talking through these phrases and it was really fun to hear his feedback at that time. So I've looked through the list as I was preparing for this episode to see if any of it needed updating now that he's a big teenager. But really, they all still apply. So I hope that whatever age your kids are, these phrases will be helpful for you as well. At the end of the episode, I'm going to share how you can join me for 14 days of prayer for the typical siblings in our families. It's going to start on Friday, which if you're listening live is May 7th and you don't want to miss it. It's really going to be a lot of fun. So uh, let's jump into our list, but listen all the way to the end so you can get details for that prayer series. Okay, the very first phrase that special needs siblings need to hear is, you have my full attention. (laughs) So special needs siblings can feel like their needs are always taking a backseat to their siblings' needs. So I think it's really important to try to reserve part of your day for just your typical children when possible. Maybe it's at bedtime, or maybe it's when you're washing dishes together, or when you can get away to a movie, um... Any time that you can can look your kid in the eye and say, you have my full attention, will really mean a lot to them. And, and sometimes I know that means you may have to take turns as mom and dad taking care of one of the kiddos. Uh, right now, we homeschool David, and James goes to public school, and so he and I get a lot of that you have my full attention time, except that he's also competing with (laughs) the work that I do each day. So we have carved out uh, in our evenings, 8.30, 9 o'clock, we watch a 30-minute show together. He has my full attention uh, as he tells me about the show he likes, what the characters he likes, because it's usually a show that he's seen before and he just wants to share with me. So the very first phrase that I love is, you have my full attention. The second one is, I'm proud of you. So we often celebrate the accomplishments of our kids with disabilities because they are fewer and far between. Uh, But our typical kids need to know we're proud of their accomplishments too. And we're not just proud of what they do. We're not just proud of their actions. We're also proud of their attitude. We're excited when they make, I don't know, eight out of 10 free throws. Uh, But we're also proud when they make friends with the new kid at school. And so make the phrase, I'm proud of you, just part of your 
daily rhythm, your weekly rhythm, make sure that they're hearing that. So it's not just the child with disabilities that's getting lots and lots of verbal praise, because we know that's really important for them, but it's important for our typical siblings as well. Number three, this phrase is, I don't know. (laughs) So I can remember asking my mom, uh, why did God give me a sister with Down syndrome? And her first answer was, I don't know. And really, it was pretty freeing. Like it it felt like it took the pressure off uh, to have answers. She didn't have to have answers. I didn't have to have answers. To that question, she and I came up with lots of reasons, like how my relationship with Sybil made me more compassionate. But I don't know is what I needed to hear at that age and that stage. It was the assurance that I didn't have to figure it all out. I just had to take the next best step. Um, And I remember that as a mom now, that, that it's okay for me to answer David's questions with, I don't know, but we can figure it out. Number four is let's make a plan together. (laughs) So this is super important to say when you find yourself saying not right now too often. Uh, And, you know, we just came out of this pandemic year when I feel like most of us were saying not right now to our typical kids a whole lot because our kids with disabilities needed more of our attention and time and we lost our support systems and and we were together all the time. Um, And so this let's make a plan together gives the typical kids the assurance that there will be a time when they will get our full attention or the help that they need or whatever it is they're asking for. Uh, It just may not be what we can do right at this moment. So there is a time that you will be able to do what your typical child is asking you to do. And so making a plan together to do it when it's best for all of you really is helpful. Number five, I understand how you feel. Um, When I had negative feelings, big negative feelings when I was uh, a preteen and into my early teen years, like embarrassment or frustration, I needed to know that my feelings were okay to have. My parents never shamed me for how I felt. They showed sympathy and understanding. I I never got in trouble (laughs) for being embarrassed or being frustrated because every sibling at some point is embarrassed and frustrated by their sibling. Uh, I have Sybil, my older sister, but we also have a younger sister, Sarah, and there were times that I was embarrassed by her and frustrated by her, and and I didn't get in trouble for that, uh, for the feeling. Um, I sometimes got in trouble for how I treated her (laughs) because of that feeling. But not shaming our kids for what they feel is really important. Now we can come back and and point out that feelings aren't facts. We can do those really important steps, but we want to make sure that that they don't get the message that their feelings aren't important or their feelings aren't valid or their feelings should be pushed down and and we ignore them and so they should too. We don't want them to grow up and have to deal with that into adulthood. So showing empathy with a phrase like, I understand how you feel is really important as our kids develop. So number six is I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry we aren't living this plan A life 
And the truth, of course, is that no one is. I'm sorry your brother's limitations limit you too. I'm sorry your sister was having a hard morning and we're running late. We can for sure help our kids focus on the positive, but they also need to know it's okay not to feel okay. Like even just the other night, James had a little meltdown right at bedtime and it had been a long day and we were all exhausted and we just wanted to go to sleep. And we, Lee, me and David were all frustrated that this meltdown was coming when we wanted to wind down and we just wanted the house to be quiet. And um, when James has a meltdown like that, there we can't always figure out the trigger, but there's also no way to soothe him. Like he just kind of has to work through it, which, which makes us kind of powerless in that situation. And so we could say to David, <laughs> I'm so sorry that, um, that he's keeping us up later. And, and we, we, wish we could do something to help, but, you know, we can pray for him. Uh, we can make sure he has everything he needs and that he's safe, but we just have to ride this out until he gets through it and, and the house is quiet again. And so, um, don't be afraid to say, I'm sorry, and kind of let them know that you're in this together and that you feel, um, you feel it too. Like you feel the tension between man everything else is harder for everything is harder for us than it than it seems like it is for other families that you're friends with and that you see but uh, God still has a purpose in what's going on and we can show patience with each other and show grace to each other just like we show to every other family member when they need a little extra dose of it Okay, and number seven, which is the last one, the phrase is thank you. <laughs> so thank you is really what we all wish we could hear every day, just to know that we are seen and appreciated. And so if you can, find something each day that you can say thank you for. Thank you for your help around the house. Thank you for your extra patience. Thank you for being okay with leaving early. If you look, you may find lots of things you can say thank you for. And if you're in the habit of saying thank you, that might rub off on every member of the family and you might get a few thank yous in return. Okay, that's all seven phrases. If you want to read through the list, uh, you can find a transcript of today's episode at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast and it is under episode 67. Okay, so let me tell you now about the prayer opportunity before we take time to pray for the siblings in our families. So for 14 days, starting on May 7th, which is a Friday, if you're listening to this as the episode released, we're going to pray for our typical kids. So each day I'm going to share a focus verse, a prayer based on that focus verse, a short devotional, and then a discussion question or activity that you can do with your child based on your child's current stage of development. So I have three stages of development that, that typical siblings go through. I'll link to that in the show notes too on the website and you can read it uh, and that will help you know how to apply these discussion questions or activity if you want to incorporate that into what you're doing. So there are two ways you can do this with me. First, you can be in the Abiding Caregiver Facebook group. So there's a link for that in the show notes. 
there we have a really good time in that Facebook group. It's one of my favorite places to hang out. And so I think that will be a good place to post a link each day to what will include the verse, the prayer, the devotional, and the discussion questions. Second, if you're not on Facebook or if you're listening to this after May 7th, after we've already kicked off, you can find a master list of all the posts linked in the show notes. So you can kick off on Friday with us or start when it's convenient for you if you're listening at a different time. I really think right before summer is the perfect time to pray scripture over the typical kids in our families before we transition into a different routine. And some of these phrases are even more important. As we learned (laughs) during COVID time, they'll be important in summertime when we're all out of our routine. So I'm super excited about this prayer series, and I hope that you will join me either in the Facebook group or by finding a link to all of them and then just clicking on it when you are ready to start. So let's pray now as we end our time together. God, thank you for knitting together our family with a purpose and a plan. I am who I am because I'm Sybil's sister, and David is who he is because he's James's brother. All of the typical siblings in our families will struggle at times, but we pray they will feel our love for them and remember how much you love them as well. Give us wisdom to parent them faithfully. Comfort them when we fail. And above all, God, we ask you to draw them into a relationship with you that will sustain them for the years ahead. Help them to build a foundation of faith on the solid rock and not on shifting sand. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining me today. I hope it was a helpful episode. Uh, Sibling stuff, it's just the message of my heart. I love when I get opportunities to encourage parents as they are raising the typical siblings in their families. I can't wait to get started praying together at the end of this week. Uh, So make sure that you join the Facebook group or, or do that praying on your own and then connect with me on social media to let me know that you're doing it. I have two more episodes planned before I take a break over the summer, but we'll be able to stay in touch through Instagram if you follow me at Sandra Peoples. I am praying for you this week as you live out your calling as an abiding caregiver and as you love all the members of your family well.